So, Story Geeks, we are into our aftercast. We had a fantastic nerd fight. But here's the secret. It hasn't actually happened yet. This is a beforecast. <laughs> this is the beforecast. Um, so anyways, in our scheduling, we were unable to schedule uh, because our guest, uh, Paul Verhoeven, is from Australia. You probably heard that if you listened to the main show yesterday. Um, but we're actually recording this prior to recording that. So hopefully that goes well. <laughs> hopefully we are just precogs and we know yeah. how that's all going to go. Yeah, exactly. So this is instead of an aftercast, it's more Congratulations of to me on my win. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Visualization techniques. <laughs> I like it. Um, Probably not, but hey. But on the schedule for today's podcast is essentially for us to talk about the stories that we really want to see in the Star Wars universe that they have not done yet or haven't even scheduled yet things that we really want to hear about. Um, obviously, the the main show, if you haven't heard it, was about pitch a new Star Wars trilogy. Yeah. So this is us basically continuing that discussion by talking about some more of the stories that uh, we would want to see. So, I mean, the first thing I would open with, by the way, is they're already creating some of the stories I want to see because The yeah. Mandalorian is exactly what I want right, to see. Yeah. The yeah. Mandalorian's perfect. Um, we have a whole show on The Mandalorian. If you're not listening to that, the Story Geeks Talk Disney Plus channel has that show. Um, and I, I love The Mandalorian as a show. So Me too. It it's, is right there. It's insanely good. Yeah. And it takes the characters and the things that I am most drawn to Star Wars about and incorporates them. Fridays are a wonderful day. Because we get a new episode of The Mandalorian, and, well, at least for one more week, we get a new episode of Titans, which oh. is my other favorite thing right now. And then Titans is over after that? Well, then the finale is next week. Okay, okay. So, or by the time you hear this, the finale will have already aired. Yeah. So go watch it. I'm sure it was great. I just kind of <laughs> hope that they stop putting The Mandalorian out at midnight and start putting it out at like 8 p.m. so that I can not have to log into Twitter and shade my eyes from <laughs> all the spoilers. But... But I think, so th- what, what do I like about Star Wars? Let me just get into a couple of things that I like personally about Star Wars. I like the smaller stories that can appear in Star Wars. I like the fact that you can Your have... holiday specials, your Ewok adventures. <laughs> oh, yeah. Those kind of... Yeah, that's my favorite. Yeah. I wish there was a whole trilogy on Wicked. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, not really. But but it almost is. <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's very true. Two, two out of three ain't bad. Um... For those of you who don't know, there's a Star Wars holiday special, and then there are two movies about the Ewoks. Um, the Ewoks, and for some reason, a little blonde girl. That TV does. movies, to yeah. be clear. These oh, are, yeah. These are not cinematic masterpieces. I still loved them as a kid. These though. are 80s TV movies. Oh, they're, yeah. They're, they're <laughs> awful. But as a kid, I thought they were amazing because it was still more, more Star Wars. Yeah. This is before the prequels. Right. Yeah, people are like, oh, yeah, we got plenty of Star Wars. Yeah. Not when we were kids. When yeah. we were kids, it's like, please, more Star Wars. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so the first thing I would say is I would, there was rumored that the Game of Thrones creators, uh, Benioff and Weiss, I believe, I think their names are, um, it was rumored that they were going to be doing an, uh, an Old Republic trilogy. Now, what do we know about the Old Republic? There've been mostly just video games in the Old Republic, most notably Knights of the Old Republic and Knights of the Old Republic 2, or Coder 1 and Coder 2 when they're abbreviated. And then there was a multi- massively multiplayer game also called uh, something about the Old Republic. I think it was just Old Republic, uh, Star Wars Old Republic. I love that era of Star Wars. Um, I thought that the Knights of the Old Republic uh, video games were amazing. And and from a, so I say that, 
yeah, they were fun games. I mean, from a storytelling perspective, they were amazing stories. Mm -hmm. They had twists and turns that were equal to the I Am Your Father reveal. So, like, really, really, really legit. Um, so for me personally, I, uh, I would love to see some stories take place in the Old Republic. I'd be totally fine if they just took the same story and adapted it slightly. Mm. I think that there are some characters, some Force users, who are maybe a little bit too powerful, as is often the case in the extended universe. Yeah, they, it's like okay, well, now they're moving a planet or something, right? Um, I'm I'm exaggerating, but almost, you know, uh, that's too much for me. So I don't really like that as much. But I felt like they they explore a lot of planets. Um, there are a lot of locales that they're looking at. The they have some amazing droids. When you see a droid show up on screen, like IG Eleven mm -hmm. in The Mandalorian, yeah, that droid is based off some of the droids we've seen. And, and by the way, K2SO as well. Mm -hmm. Those two droids were influenced heavily from some of the video game properties that yeah. we've seen in the past. Well, there's also IG-88 from the original trilogy, right? Yes, but we yeah. did, he, didn't, he didn't ever say anything. Yeah. Like the real sarcastic droids that made funny comments, those came from the games. Oh, okay, gotcha. First. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and IG-11's almost more funny because he's not funny. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, it's Taika Waititi, so that's hilarious. Yeah. But, uh, Yeah. So I would love to see some Old Republic stories. How much do you know about the Old Republic? Not a whole lot. I never played it. Mm. Um, I know some of the names of some of the characters. Um, I've seen lots of pictures of the characters, and they look very cool. Yeah. But um, I've never been a hardcore gamer. I've been mostly a Nintendo guy growing up. So, <laughs> so there's a lot of those kinds of stories out there that I just haven't had a chance to experience. Yeah. So just as a kind of an overview, a non-spoiler overview of what's in those games... You basically play the character of, and you get to choose whether you're male or female, and you get to mm -hmm. make a lot of decisions along the way. But you play as a character who, uh, like a lot of game tropes, doesn't remember who they are. Sure. And, um, and so you go on this journey, and you're influenced by other people around you, and you start to realize that you were... Um, heavily involved in some of the main things going on in the galaxy. Yeah. And, then, and then you have to figure out, okay, what what do I want to do with the past? Do I want to... So you can take a Kylo perspective and mm -hmm. be like, I'm going to burn the past down and <laughs> yeah. become somebody different. <laughs> right. Or you can choose Kill to Kill like, if you have to. Yeah, that's right. Or you can live into the past and kind of go back to what you were. Yeah. Right? And um, along the way, you travel to a lot of locations that we're either familiar with, I believe, I believe there's actually a Dantooine cause there was a Jedi council was on Dantooine. Mm -hmm. Um, you, I believe you go back to Tatooine cause there's a Tusken Raider scene, um, over there. Uh, there's also, you go to, um, Coruscant and of course all of these things are being ruled by different people. So the Jedi as a kind of, it's kind of a flip of the prequel area, uh, era, Area era, it's kind <laughs> of a flip of the prequel era. That's how you say that. Um, where the Jedi are actually kind of more in hiding, in some way in regards, and then there's a struggle for who will take control of the galaxy. Mm -hmm. And some of that struggle is that the Sith have a lot more influence. There is no empire, there is no empire, but the Sith themselves have a much stronger influence over the galaxy. So, uh, pretty. Pretty interesting storytelling. Um, what I loved about it, and I don't know how you do this in a movie, but I loved how mm -hmm. your actions in the game 
actually influence the people around you. Like literally the characters in your party. Mm. So based on how I have a conversation with the character in my party, I can turn them from being a good character to a bad character or from a bad character to a good character. Really? Yeah. It's, huh. it's, it's really, honestly, that game taught me a lot about influence just through playing that game, which is insane that a game would teach you that much. I'm looking on Amazon right now trying to see if there's a way that I could play this game now. There is. And it's, uh, well, it's, it looks like it's all Xbox or PC, neither of which I have. No, so. but you do have an iPad. I do. There is an iOS app. You oh, can really? buy Coder. I think just the first one, but you can buy it as an iOS app and play the game as an and iOS app. is it app. as good? Or? Oh, yeah. It's great. Really? It's not a problem at all. I mm. highly recommend it. All right. Um, Coder 2 just picks up kind of where, not kind of where it left off, but it's very similar in nature. Um, a little bit more intricate in the way that you can influence other people, so it's a little bit more complex. But I think that the Old Republic gives you a chance to take all of the Skywalker stuff all the preconceived notions that you may have about the galaxy and kind of take them out of it, <laughs> which I think is good to do every now and again. Sure. So that's that's yeah. that's definitely something that I would want to see as an old Republic storyline would be really cool. That would be cool. I'd love to... I mean, the characters look really cool. Yeah. So I, it'd be sweet to see that happen. And that's with pretty dated graphics. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm looking at lots of these posters and things like that. Oh, but, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's true. That's true. Yeah, the posters were were really really cool. I, I think my my thing is I feel like the people who created Knights of the Old Republic, um, I feel like they really understood what Star Wars was supposed to be, mm. and we're just creating more Star Wars with more characters in a more. I will say this: it is a little bit less kid focused. Good. So <laughs> yeah, so it's a little bit more serious. It's not really. I'm not saying that there's any objectionable material in it. That's not. That's not my point. Yeah. My point is that it. Um, darker. Yeah, it's darker. There's yeah. not. There's not like cute characters running around. You know, the droids. Uh, the droids usually are more K2SO like, meaning that they their jokes are funny, but they're so they're not like three PO jokes. They're like, but master, we should kill this person. You yeah. know, that, that kind <laughs> yeah, of thing. Yeah, like. Yeah. Um, so that they're, you know, pretty, pretty good in that regard. Um, I can't remember the name of the robots, the rope, the droid, I should say. I can't remember the name of the droid that talks like that, but, um, yeah. Hmm. What are any stories that you want to see coming out of Star Wars? Um, you know, I, I want, I want to see new stuff. I think that's why I'm so excited about the Mandalorian. Mm. Um, I want to see stories that aren't about the Skywalkers, you totally. know? I mean, I love the Skywalker saga. Yeah. I'm super excited for the rise of Skywalker. Absolutely. I'm, I've realized I'm probably more excited for this than I was for Endgame. And oh, wow. Like, I, it's just a huge deal. So yeah. I love that saga, but I just think there's such there's been such good world building in the Star Wars universe that there's so many stories to tell, and we don't need the Skywalkers to tell them. Absolutely. So, I mean, that The Mandalorian's awesome for that. Um, so I would love to see that. That's kind of a limited answer because that's me saying I would love to see something that I don't know that I would love to see, you know <laughs> I mean? Cause I, I, I don't know what it is. Like, right, right, I'm right. not a writer. I need someone else to tell me what that is, but there are some characters in the pre-existing stuff that I think would be cool to know a little bit more about. Hmm, like okay. wedge is one that comes to mind. Oh yeah. That'd be awesome. Um, some sort of a wedge storyline, I think, would be cool. I'm pretty sure they've had storylines of his in the comics. Oh, sure. Yeah, there's all kinds of stuff in the comics. Yeah. 
And there's some cool characters in the comics too that are not in the movies, like Dr. Afra and stuff like that would be really cool. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of Lost what else. Lost Stars would be amazing. Lost Stars is a book I that bought I that. I haven't started reading it yet. Yeah. But I'm it's a book I keep recommending. It's, it's, it takes place between the original trilogy and the sequel trilogy and fills in a little bit more info about how you get from one to the other. Yeah. So imagine it taking place kind of similar in era to The Mandalorian, but probably, I can't remember exactly, but I believe it's further in the future, Mm -hmm. so closer to the sequel trilogy than it is to the original trilogy, whereas Mandalorian's pretty much right right after after the the original trilogy, um, a few years after. So (coughs) I think that that could be good. I think I haven't, um, I'm watching Rebels now, yeah, I've seen Rebels is good. I've seen some of it. Yeah, Rebels is good. Clone Wars is good. But I was talking to a friend of the show, Josh Taylor from Network 1901 last night. I was just um, texting with him, and I go, "I'm watching Rebels. Rebels, it's fine." <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, I started Resistance. It's fine." <laughs> yeah. um, and the reason I think that both of us are saying that is because it's sort of like a Saturday morning TV show. Which is in yeah. all the, in all the great ways, right? Yeah. In all the great ways, you're, you're watching it kind of as a mind numbing thing to kind of be like, "Oh, cool, Star Wars," you know. But up until this point, you know, the Clone Wars did go pretty deep into some episodes, but pretty weird deep too. Not 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 in a bad way, but in a way that's like maybe not as approachable to a lot of people. Rebels is so far hasn't really done that at all. It's pretty much just here's some action, have yeah. fun, you know. And I think that I like the more – I mean, I hate to keep saying how much I love The Mandalorian, but it is it is like the adult no, way to tell a Star Wars story. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean? Like, it's, And that's not that it's not for kids, but it's probably not for 10 to 12-year-olds. It's probably more for like 15-year-olds. My six-year-old watched the first episode oh, did and you really? loved it. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Well, and I, and I don't mean that from a, I don't mean that from a, I'm not trying to put it down in any in any way, shape, or form. I just think that you know, like the Last Jedi, you know that how it gets pretty emotionally involved and theoretically involved. Yeah. What's going on? The characters are going through deep emotions. Yeah, that doesn't quite happen as much in The Force Awakens. Mm-hmm. It's sort of similar, more similar to uh, Empire Strikes Back or. Rogue One. I like those more serious tones yeah. in the Star Wars world. Me too. Yeah. So, and I think I mean I I said stuff aside from the Skywalker saga, but I also I love Kylo Ren and Rey mm. so much. Yeah. That I cannot imagine I'm going to walk away from the Rise of Skywalker thinking, okay, I got enough of them. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. I'm totally going to wish that there was more to see. Now that doesn't mean they should make more. Like right. leaving you wanting more is a good thing. Right. But um there's such good characters that seeing more stories from them. Yeah. I think I would want that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, I think I do like the idea that they will be doing more trilogies. And then the then it's just a question of like, okay, well what stories would you tell? And the thing is is that I feel like Pretty much any story out there can be converted into the Star Wars universe. Take any, yeah. Take any story you have. Like you could, you could create a Star Wars story of that nature. Right? You could, 
But I would throw some caution in there because that's happening in the superhero world, it right? It is. It is. And I don't necessarily think it's going perfectly well. No, they've got to test and try some things yeah. first before it works great. In yeah. some cases, it is going well, but in other cases, it's a little bit of a shoehorn, you know? Yeah, yeah, And I yeah. don't want to see that happen in Star Wars. I remember I was watching the third episode of The Mandalorian yeah. um, yesterday, and as I'm watching it, I'm just thinking about the Star Wars universe as a whole. Yeah. And I'm like, it's insane how cohesive and quality yeah. the Star Wars universe is despite how many hands have been into it yes. and how many stories have been told, yeah. it still feels to me like even more of a cohesive universe than yeah. like the MCU does, which was a deliberate 10-year journey to build a universe. You know what I mean? I, I agree, except when it comes to the schism of like legends. Like True. that's a little bit... But for me, that doesn't, that, that, that doesn't have an impact on me because that stuff has taken place all outside of... Yeah. It's off screen, right? Yes. It's in video games and yes. it's in books and it's in comics and stuff like Absolutely. that, which I just haven't delved into. So I don't feel that tension. Yeah, and, and, and for them to say we're going to just reset it was was really smart of them. Yeah. Like, I know that it, a lot of us who liked some of those stories are like, bummer, I like those stories. Yeah. Now you made them not real, basically. But regardless of that, I think that it was smart to do from a storytelling standpoint so that they could continue to yeah. tell stories that were meaningful. But the only, the only other area that I find that is maybe not as cohesive, but you have to go super deep to get there, it's not in any of their main properties, is the, it, are the cartoons. Like, like, like Rebels, to me, seems like it's very much a Star Wars thing. Like, it's very yeah. in alignment with Star Wars. It's all that kind of... But, but you, there's subtleties that start to occur... Like, um, and when the subtleties don't have as many reasons for them to occur, it's hard. Like, for example, one of the characters in Rebels is a Mandalorian, right? And you're like, oh, I thought the Mandalorians were pretty rare. Mm -hmm. But at least when I played Knights of the Old Republic, there were reasons why the Mandalorians were still around because yeah. they were m more prevalent then. Mm -hmm. And then you see the Mandalorian, and they, and it's like, okay, well, here's what's going on. There's foundlings, yeah. and, there's, and they, they give you a reason for what's going on. Sometimes it's kind of like, I think you just shoved a bounty hunter in here. A Mandalorian you just wanted in someone here. that looked like Boba Fett. Exactly, to sell your show. exactly. Yeah. And, and that feels a little bit like it's shoehorned into me. And then the nature of the shows being. Um, like, literally, you have to come up with a lot of content because yeah. they're half-an-hour shows, like, frequently. Yeah. Um, that makes it a little bit more disjointed to me, but I will agree with you that they've done a fantastic job of it. I yeah. mean, it's... I'm, I'm being really, really, really specific when I'm criticizing that, for sure. And I think maybe even more than what specific stories would I like to mm. see, I might even be a little bit more intrigued about what specific storytellers would I'd like to see dip into oh, the Star Wars universe. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow. <laughs> because, <laughs> yeah. Because, well, see, okay, so that's a good point. Here's yeah, the thing. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, and personally, I'm very critical of the approach of, ooh, this person made something amazing. Let's hire them to tell a Star Wars story. Yeah, right. You it know? doesn't work as much. So I'm critical yeah. of, I'm glad that the Game of Thrones guys aren't going to do it anymore. Because mm. I'm like, just because they made Game of Thrones, which, by the way, I have no connection to because I've never watched. Right, right. <laughs> I'm like, why do you think they're going to be good at Star Wars? Oh, totally. And um, I feel like that the way. Like guys. Exactly. Yeah, I was just yeah, going to yeah. say, Lord I feel that Miller. way about Lord and Miller. Yeah. I felt that way about Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. And I'm just like, 
you're I I see what you're doing. These people have like yeah. a reputation for making something cool that hits. Yeah. And that's great. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that they're a tested great storyteller. Right. But you bring in somebody like a John Favreau. Yeah. Like a Dave Filoni. Yeah. You know, these kinds of people that have told many, many great stories in different contexts yeah. repeatedly, give them a shot. Yeah, Somebody totally. that you know is a master storyteller. Jordan Peele. Let's have a Jordan Peele oh, Star Wars story. Oh, that would be story. epic. Yeah. That'd you know? Be amazing. How many, I guess you could make a case that he's still new and kind of an upstart, but you can make that case. Two very different films genius. that were beautifully written. Yeah, and he's a brilliant comedy writer too. Right. So, and I'm I'm trying to think of who were some of these other storytellers. Chris Nolan would certainly be awesome. Oh my gosh! Yeah, um, yeah. Please hire Chris Nolan and Jordan Peele. I would watch their <laughs> trilogies in a heartbeat. Yeah, and who else? I mean, who else would be great storytellers that we would love to see dip into the Star Wars universe? Oh man, I mean, we got to see Ron Howard, but I would, I would actually watch a, a, a fully Ron Howard from start to finish movie. Sure, I mean, he's he's trying to do, he's coming into, he's coming in to fix what they thought was broken. Right, right. So right. I, I would love to see him. Not not because I think that he, for some reason, I would not have necessarily pegged him as like I want to see Ron Howard do a Star Wars movie, but what he did with Solo is worthy of giving him another shot at it, yeah. I think. You know? Solo's not perfect, but it's very entertaining. Yeah. This um, is biased, but John Krasinski, I'd watch that. <laughs> of course, of course. <laughs> um, what about that other guy uh, that you like, the Oblivion guy? Oh, well, yeah. Um, yeah, Joseph Krasinski. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, he's more of a director. Yeah. Uh, so directing, his tone would fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that would be really cool. I'm trying to think of who else. I mean, I think the Russo brothers. It would be cool oh, to see yeah. them tackle well, a Star well, Wars. Feige, film. Feige is now yeah. going to do some Feige. Star Wars stuff. Yeah, uh-huh. so he could easily bring those guys in. Yeah. yeah, even some of the like some of the long, long, long standing masters of cinema, like a Scorsese or, oh. or a Spielberg. Yeah, you Scorsese know. maybe not the right person right now. <laughs> But maybe he would be. <laughs> maybe he'd be perfect. I mean, maybe he yeah. would do a great job. It's about an Italian-American who wants to be a boxer <laughs> on Tatooine. I don't know, man. And hates superheroes. <laughs> <laughs> hates the Jedi. Oh, man. Yeah, that'd be really funny, actually. Um, yeah, no, I would I would want to see some of the classic, the classic. I mean, Steven Spielberg has never done a Star Wars film. Yeah. What would that be like? Which is... Feels weird because when you think of him, you think you feel like you're thinking of Star Wars. I know but he hasn't done it. Okay, so here, here's here's uh, the only way I want to see a Broom Boy trilogy because mm-hmm. there's a lot of rumors that Ryan Johnson was going to get a trilogy. It was going to be about Broom Boy and yeah. blah blah blah. I uh, really oh, enjoy. Okay, Ryan real Johnson. quick, there's a there's a case yeah. where it worked. Like okay, hey, let's get the guy that made Looper to make a Star Wars movie. Oh yeah, and it, yeah for yeah, me, yeah, it yeah. totally worked. Yeah, true, true. <laughs> So, so it, 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 um, you know, I have some issues with the Last Jedi, but it works for me too. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 a great movie. I um, I don't want to see Ryan Johnson do that trilogy with Broom Boy. I'd like to see him make something up completely. A hundred percent. Yeah. But what I would watch because I'm not into the whole Broom Boy thing really. But what I would watch 
the hell out of. Let's be honest. Broom Boy's not going anywhere. Like, no. Nothing's going to be made from well, that. Well, probably like, not. Probably yeah. not. But what I would watch is Steven Spielberg doing a Broom Boy movie. Uh, Steven Spielberg is amazing with, with kids in his films. They're always really compelling to watch on screen. I would watch a Steven Spielberg trilogy about Broom Boy. Technically, Steven Spielberg has made a Star Wars film. What did he do? E.T. That's true, yeah. They were at the the Senate hearings. I mean... Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, that's true. They were there, part of the same galaxy. Um, I can't think of any other filmmakers, per se. I mean, I've been watching a lot of really good TV lately, um, and I listen to a podcast called Script Notes, Mm -hmm. for writers, predominantly. They They say, this is a podcast for writers... And things writers care about. <laughs> yeah. Um, sometimes that former that latter definition is pretty <laughs> a little liberal. <laughs> yeah, a little liberal. <laughs> but um, they uh, they were talking about, um, or I should say, Craig Mazin is one of them. One of the two guys. He recently did Chernobyl. Oh. Um, which was I've heard that's really amazing. Good. Yes, yeah. and I think um, I would want to see something from him in Star Wars. That's more of a writing thing than a directing thing. Yeah, but who cares? I would that would be amazing for him to write a Star Wars sure. thing. Um, John August was involved with, I believe, with fixing. He has a writing credit on it, but it's more of a f- uh, fixing and finalizing um, Aladdin, the Disney Aladdin mm. remake, the live action re- remake. Um, but he's done a bunch of other really cool stuff as well. He's now started releasing novels. So I'd love to see those guys. But, I mean, I listen to those guys, so it's not quite as fair because I'm yeah. really familiar with them. Um, I would like to see some more stories of, like, predominantly what we've seen is heroes' journey stories. And the, and the Knights of the Old Republic games are not necessarily too far away from that anyways. They're, they're some pseudo thing of that. I would I really wish someone would take, like, um, so you know the movie, we are getting a Star Wars Western. It's The Mandalorian. Right. But uh, you, you, how, how recently have you seen Unforgiven, the movie with uh, Clint Eastwood? Uh, I don't know that I have seen it all the way through. Okay. I've seen a lot of it. Yeah. I, I would love to see a Star Wars film focusing on a much older character. Yeah. Uh, somebody who's dealing with legacy issues yeah. and... I mean, maybe they'll do some of that with the Kenobi series. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I have a feeling they won't, but like they could, because yeah. um, Ewan McGregor still looks pretty young, <laughs> basically. But I would love to see him kind of take that route where it was a lot more adult in nature, but also about a character far later in life figuring things out. It's like that's not the character. That's not the hero's journey. The hero's journey is not really like um, what you'd call a more mature person's journey. It's yeah. a naive person's journey who's yeah. learning to be learning to deal with the world. Yeah, they're growing We're seeing up. that in Ray. Yeah, 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 exactly. But I th- I think it would be and, and Star Wars has treated its older characters kind of more as like people who can augment the hero's journey and make them less naive. Yeah. But I would love to see a character who is still grizzled, still trying to figure out what life really is about. Mm-hmm. And it's not a hero's journey so much as it is kind of a, a realization or an epiphany of what the universe is supposed to be. Um, maybe, like if you took, for example, for example, take, let's say that Luke didn't die at the end of The Last yeah. Jedi. And take then take that character as a hermit somewhere, yeah. and that's the story you're going to tell. Or maybe even better than that, could have been Han Solo. I oh, mean, absolutely! Harrison Ford's the person, the perfect person to play a role like that. <laughs> he totally is. Yeah, he totally is. 
So I would love to see some more older people in the stories. Yeah. But every character I think of that I'd be like, oh, I would really love to see them. They're already dead. Like, like literally, like I'd love to see yeah. a Holdo movie. She's gone. You right. know, like I'd love to see uh, Luke in in really old age. You know, like can you imagine a force sensitive character dealing with like um, maybe a late in life uh, uh, disability of some sort? Mm-hmm. That's a fascinating story. Like, yeah. like if they're going through some sort of dementia or something, even they're trying to realize what's. What's the force trying to tell them? But what's real and what's not real? And like, I mean, that's not a story that, that you'd ever think that Star Wars or Disney would touch. Yeah. But I would love a story cool. like that. Yeah. So, anyways, I also I realized I hadn't mentioned. Um, so if we go to Solo, yeah, I don't, I don't need more Ansel Elgort oh, or yeah. uh, or. Uh, no, it's not Ansel Elgort. I did it again. Yeah, you did it again. Alden Ehrenreich. Alden Ehrenreich. I don't need more of him. I just went with it, too. I was yeah. like, oh, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I, I don't need more of him as Han Solo. I right. don't need more Donald Glover as Lando. Yeah. I don't need more Kira or Kira, so you know who I'm Kira. talking about. I don't, need, <laughs> I don't need that stuff. Why do they put an apostrophe in it? I'm going to pronounce it like that if they put an apostrophe in it. <laughs> but I, do, I would love to see more Darth Maul and more Enfys Nest. Oh, yeah, 100%. Yeah. See, I would I would go with more Kira too. Yeah, I, I took the apostrophe out. I would go with more Kira as well. I definitely don't need to see Han Solo again. Although I will tell you that I do think there is an Alden Ehrenreich Han Solo movie that I would like that I would really enjoy. I enjoyed Solo, but there's another one that I would really enjoy. But it has to be it has to be so far removed from all of the main Skywalker stuff. It yeah. has to be some kind of side quest type of deal like that's just very removed from all the other things we've seen before. Yeah. I think Disney learned some really unfortunate lessons with Solo that I think that they learned the wrong answer to. Mm-hmm. I think that Solo should have revealed to them that it matters who we hire, which I think they've learned that lesson. Yeah. And they've learned that lesson correctly. Yeah. So it matters who we hire, but I also think they should have learned a lesson that you know, we need to get away from the main properties in our side stories as opposed to trying to draw people in because they like... That's a marketing decision, not a story yeah. decision. Like, dude, you you made an entirely marketing business decision on Solo. Yeah. Um, and that hurt it. That should not have... Contrast that with The Mandalorian. They don't... They, he looks like Boba Fett. That's the only thing that we know going yeah. into that, that show. And look how excited people were for it. Yeah. It was like, hey, new Star Wars, new characters, people that we wouldn't even have seen before. Yeah. Um, and and Boba, by the way, Boba Fett's not actually in it. Yeah. I had, no, I haven't gone back and I know that on the, on the Mandalorian <laughs> show, I know that uh, Mike Gordon said that he saw... Boba Fett. Yeah, I don't I, think that actually is Boba Fett, but it does look a lot like. Yeah, that. exactly. There, there were several characters who looked a lot like Boba Fett in this. Yeah, in this last one. So, anyways, um, there's no. To our knowledge, there's no Boba Fett in this movie in this show. So we don't have. We, I mean, we have some subtle connections that I won't go into because I don't want to spoil it for people. Yeah, there are some subtle connections here and there to the Star Wars universe and what's going on. Well, there's a whole lot of very overt visual connection. Yes. Like. Oh yeah. Like, I was watching the third episode, and I won't spoil anything either, so don't worry, but watching the third episode with my wife yesterday, just a simple thing like an explosion. Yeah. And I'm like, that's a Star Wars explosion. (laughs) Like, it sparks instead (laughs) of a whole bunch of fire and smoke. And, like, it just... Yeah. Those little bits are, like, so authentically Star Wars. 
I think John Favreau must have. This is not a Mandalorian podcast, but um, I think isn't it? <laughs> it kind of is. I think John Favreau must have a really amazing team around him because there's no way. There's no way you're telling me that John Favreau knows all of the mythology behind yeah. the Jungle Book and the Lion King. Oh, and by the way, decades and decades worth of Star Wars content and the North Pole. <laughs> Right in the North Pole. There's no way he knows all of that stuff. Yeah. There's no way. Anyways. Um, so I think we've talked a lot about a lot of different stories. Have we missed any of them? I'm sure we've missed a bunch, but that's the yeah. that's the, the fun of it, right? Yeah. I mean, I, what I would say that I probably don't have any desire to see is something like um, something that is really far removed from... If you, if you, so I, I mentioned, like, for example, a character who's older in life and like thinking about how things should be and how things should be ordered and like trying to pass that along in, in, a, in a fairly negative space. I say that because I think that there's some things you can do with the force lore that's really interesting there. Um, also, with just the lore of like the, the fall, the rise and fall of empires and things like that and getting caught up in that, I think is yeah. interesting. I think that if you were to do like, a period piece romance, like you'd have to include a lot of other Star Warsy things for it yeah, to work. <laughs> you know, I want everything that comes out to respect Correct. the gravity of Star Wars. Correct. Now, for kids, you know, we have the Lego Star Wars stuff, right. and that's fine. Like making content for kids that's right. funny, that's great. My son loves that stuff. Yeah. But I don't want, and this is going to sound ridiculous, but it actually happened. I don't want like a workplace comedy based in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. But that exactly. did happen with DC. They made a workplace comedy that takes place in the DC universe. Yeah. And it's. You know that they actually did create more of a workplace comedy in the Star Wars universe? It just was never released because well, once good. Disney bought him out, it was like, <laughs> I was all over. Yeah. I can't remember the name of it. Somebody out there will have to remember the name of that. It's, it was called Star Wars something, and Seth, um, Seth Green was involved. Mm. So I believe he was involved. So it was kind of more of taking his robot chickeny type of funnies. Yeah, but keep that stuff in robot chicken. Like you know, exactly spoofs and and satire and stuff. That's all fine. about it. Yeah, but don't do anything that's real Star Wars canon that doesn't respect the gravity of Star Wars. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying about the period piece romance. Like like you can do a romance in Star Wars. I think Lost Stars is a fantastic romance in Star Wars, mm-hmm. but it has the gravitas. It has the the other things happening around it are, are like, oh, yeah, 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 these are Star Wars things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fantastic. What I don't want is I don't want, like, you know, off on the planet of Alderaan, there was <laughs> a, two families, and they did not like one another, but their kids were in love. You know, like, that, oh, okay, that doesn't sound, no, I don't want that. All of them had droids of gold. <laughs> <laughs> and then one day the Death Star blew up the planet. Like, okay, okay. Um, so now this resistance must somehow <laughs> form a family. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. Oh, man. Um, so I'm, I'm in agreement. There are certain genres that, unless tweaked to be more Star Wars, don't fit in Star Wars as well. Yeah. So I think you could get, um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I think we'll have to hear from the audience. So when you guys are listening to this show, we want to know 
what some of the Star Wars stories that you would like to see are. In fact, you can pull from this is kind of funny. And actually, Ray DeLeon, I believe it was Ray DeLeon, posted this in the Story Geeks Facebook group, which you can all go be a part of, by the way. Um, he posted the Kathleen Kennedy quote <laughs> saying, mm-hmm. We don't have video games and books that we can base these movies off of. And people were like, <laughs> yes, what? You do. <laughs> you have a lot of them. What are you talking about? Now, I think that in, I didn't read what, how she was speaking about this in context, but what I think she probably meant was uh, that the future of Star Wars and where they're going, if they don't go back to the legends, is sort of like, well, what do we do next? You know? Yeah. That again, I don't. I haven't seen the quote in context, but I really like Kathleen Kennedy, so I'm going to give her the benefit of the doubt, the doubt on that one. Um, well, the spirit of that comment is true. I mean, yes. yes, there's a whole bunch of stuff that they could go back and draw from, but in reality, um, they're creating new stuff. Yeah, and and I think when she says that too, okay, we are fans, so we approach all of the content as fans. We go into this thinking to ourselves, what do I want to see that made me feel good in Star Wars, right? When you run a company, it's slightly different the intention you bring to the table when you make a comment like that. Yeah. Because what you're thinking is, well, it's going to be really hard to find something that this fan base, which, by the way, is together on some things, like The Mandalorian, but real far apart on other things, like the prequel trilogy, like the sequel trilogy, like, you know what I mean? Like, so what she's saying is sometimes you can take a film like they were trying to do with Solo, Mm -hmm. and you can go, everybody loves Han Solo. Let's do a Han Solo film. The reason from a business standpoint that's good is because it's going to sell tickets because people love Han Solo. Yeah, and so when she says there's not a lot of things for us to base content on, it's smaller properties that not as many people have seen and or f- are familiar with yeah. that would sell tickets the way that the other Star Wars things would sell <clears throat> tickets. Yeah. And, and that's why, like, when you look at Marvel, it's got decades worth of com- comics, all of which are still canon, not all of which, but most of which are still canon, where they can go, yeah, we can draw on all that stuff, and, a, and it already has an audience embedded in it. Yeah. Now, granted, some of the legends have an audience embedded in it, but you got to say, like, these people who are into the sequel trilogy or even the prequel trilogy, a lot of them don't even like the legends or never invested in them. Yeah, I mean, for me, it's like, you know... Yes, there's other properties that have stuff to draw on. Like if you look at Marvel, yeah. they've got uh, years and years of comics and characters to draw from. Not that they won't be telling new stories, but right. they have stuff to draw from. And Star Wars does too. Sure, they could go back. They could do Le- Knights of the Old Republic. They could do Legend stuff. They could do lots of that stuff. And that's great. Some of those stories would be great and yeah. would be really fun to see. But as a fan, there's something for me that's more exciting about having a great universe and knowing that they're going to create entirely new things within that universe. Yes. Like The Mandalorian. Yes. Like, I love Marvel. I love the Infinity Saga. Yeah. I'm still all on board for the MCU and excited, but there is something a little bit less exciting for me about the future of the MCU than there is about the future of Star Wars because I know that they are, in some sense, bringing versions of characters that we already know. Yes. You know? Yes. Like, I'm excited for, you know, all this cool stuff that they're bringing out. You know, She-Hulk, Miss Marvel, all this cool stuff. That's great. But Star Wars 
has an equally awesome universe. Yes. And they're going to tell us new things. And I don't know that the MCU will ever do that. Yeah. You know what I mean? I don't know that they're ever going to be like, okay, we're going to create our first MCU-specific superhero. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, I think, like, Agent Coulson is probably the extent of that. Yes, yes. So I think, to to that point, I think the Kathleen Kennedy quote is basically what it's trying to accomplish is it's trying to accomplish her saying, we can't rely upon that, so how do we figure out where the good stories are that people want to hear? Right. And that's a different problem than the MCU has. The MCU has is, how soon will people get tired of these stories? Right. With the same people. Star Wars has... What do I tell next that will have the same amount of impact on the marketplace? Mm-hmm. And from a business standpoint, you can ride the MCU until it just like is just completely dry of profit, and then figure that problem out. Yeah. But Star Wars has to figure that problem out right now. Yeah. And that's a that's a that's a more daunting task, perhaps than yeah. than the other one. So, are we good? Do we have we thought of all the stories that we are interested in? We thought of way more than I thought I would. So. <laughs> Perfect. Well, uh, then we'll close out the aftercast here. Hopefully, you are enjoying our Star Wars series. If you um, if you are, make sure you're subscribed. We have some great episodes coming up later. In fact, um, next week's episode, which has already been recorded um, with Helen O'Hara, is fantastic. So you do not want to miss that episode. We dive really deep into Darth Vader's character. It's a really a character-focused episode all on Darth Vader and, of course, some Anakin Skywalker thrown in there as well. And there were some, I think, some really deep insights gained um, from the three of us as we were talking through like what that looks like. You know you're going to get a good show with Helen O'Hara. Yeah. So just go, yeah, go subscribe a, so you don't It's a guarantee. That. And then hopefully you enjoyed our, our nerd fight. Um, again, we don't know who won because this is a before cast, not an after cast. <laughs> no, but we know who's on the show, so we know it was a fun show. That's right. <laughs> and so good luck to Daryl Smith. I will say good luck to Daryl Smith, who will be fighting. <laughs> retroactively. Retro- <laughs> yeah, pre-actively, retroactively. Um, and you guys will already know if you won or I, not. So I mean... Paul Verhoeven is just so charming as an individual that I don't understand how I could possibly stand up against him. But yeah. uh, maybe I did. Yeah, I don't know. We'll maybe, see. maybe we'll see. <laughs> um, now, uh, the, other, the other plug I have to make really quick before we close out is that we do have our The Mandalorian um, episode recap Dig Deeper show. It's coming out every single week, trying to release it on um, Sunday, Monday. So if you're not subscribed to that... You should subscribe to that, but it's over on the Story Geeks Talk Disney Plus channel. That channel, you can find all of the same places you find the Story Geeks channel. It's available basically everywhere. So just search for that. Um, slightly different logo color, and one of the one of the characters is saying Disney Plus. Look for that. Subscribe there. If you're watching The Mandalorian, we're having some fantastic conversations about it. And you know what we do. We dig deeper. We take it more from a storytelling standpoint, and we wonder about how these things play out. So, um, so definitely go over there and and uh, check that out. Any last comments, Daryl? Nope. All right. Well, may the force be with you guys. <laughs> Question everything in your favorite geek stories. And always seek the truth. <laughs>